Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. But the Holy Spirit is in this place tonight, just like He is next door with them. He's in us. Is He in you? If you're born again, where is He? He's right in us. He's speaking to us. Amen? So tonight, we're going to hear from, from the Holy Spirit. We're going to hear and learn on the Word of God. Prayers. That's what I want to talk about tonight. Prayers. Where are we at with our prayers? Where are we at with praying um, <clears throat> for people around us, for, for our families, for our circle of friends? But where are we with prayers? Do our prayers... Let's start at the first, though, not the last page. Okay. I knew that looked a little odd, but um, we're going to start out in James chapter 5 and verse 16. By the way, I will make mistakes, and I will fumble on my words a little bit. So, you know, I'll get over it. Y'all just deal with it. James 5 and verse 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And in the Amplified, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses. I know none of you have any of those. And pray for one another. That's not to um, talk about one another. It's to pray for one another. That you may be healed and restored. That's what we want is restoration. Amen? The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. How many of you um, as a kid or as a teenager or even as an adult, you wanted something with power? You want to, well, I was going to say blow things up, but some of you probably did, you know, just that kind of power to be able to, to do things and see awesome things. But we have tremendous power in God. We have tremendous power in God. The NLT, not to blow things up, but come on, y'all know what I mean. The NLT says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And in prayer, I mean, why pray if you can't get results, right? That's what we all want. If we're going to pray, I want results. I don't want to spend time praying if there's no reason to pray. So in prayer, we expect results. And if you don't expect results, then it's possible that you're not convinced that God's going to do what you're praying, which means what? That you need to find it in the Word, right? That you need to find what you're praying about in the Word so that you can become convinced that what you're praying about, what you're bringing to God, what you're speaking out is the Word of God and that He will perform it and it will come to pass. For some reason, um, praying for um, prayer in general just comes easier for some people. I mean, some people love to pray. And then you've got others that it's almost a chore, you know. And sometimes it's maybe because we don't see prayer as something that just should come naturally as a spiritual being. As a born-again child of God, prayer is just part of that is just conversation with God and learning your authority and who you are in Christ to be able to speak to the, your mountains 
to things that in your way that are in your way that need to be changed. So prayer should come natural as a born again child of God. It should be something that just comes easy for us. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not easy for some people. And others, it's just like they kind of bug you because they pray all the time. I mean, I love to pray, but 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 you know, there are some people that's like they, all they want to do is pray. You know, I don't want to be around them. Um, let me slip out of here in case they want me to pray with them. But we are commissioned to pray. You know, we are commissioned to pray. The Word of God is is full of of um, verses that tell us to pray over things, to command things, to speak things. We are to pray, and not all prayers. When you hear somebody else pray, it might not sound like your prayer. Everybody's going to have a different prayer, but there's one thing that it needs to be all in common and that it needs to line up with the Word of God. Because to have an effective prayer, your prayers must line up with the Word of God. You know, a lot of times you you hear the the saying, well, God just, um, He answered me, but the answer was no. Well, you just need to, the answer is yes and amen if it's lining up with the Word of God. If it's not lining up with the Word of God, then yeah, maybe no, because God's not going to fulfill that prayer anyway. In um, Mark 11, verse 22. And Jesus answered and saith unto them, Have faith in God. And to have faith in God, you're going to have to know what God says. Because faith cometh by, cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So you're going to have to know what God says. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. You know, and I'm just going to stop right there. It says where he shall not doubt in his heart. There are times that you have studied, you have meditated on the word, and you have something settled in your heart, and you pray about it, and you're settled with it. And something might happen the next day that just kind of rattles that. Don't get out of faith. That doesn't mean that you've lost your promise. Just get get back in line. Get your thoughts back captive to what your promise is. Don't allow that to shake you and rattle you. I remember Patsy um, Caminetti talking about her and a friend of hers, and this lady had um, had a miscarriage. Actually, I think she had had a couple of miscarriages. And with this pregnancy, they just came into agreement. They took the word, and they came into agreement that this pregnancy was going to be fulfilled, that this baby would be born healthy. And throughout the pregnancy, a few things came up. But they were standing in agreement. And to stand in agreement, you must both agree. One of you can't be wishy-washy about it and the other one agreeing. You're not agreeing if if you're not both convinced. But they were both um, in agreement that this would be a great pregnancy. And they actually had, she had several things that happened. As a matter of fact, she was in an automobile accident. And um, at one point, one of them would get a little bit rattled and the other one would say, no, we are in agreement and, and just get them back in line. And that happened two or three times during the pregnancy. But they stood in agreement. And just because one of them got a little shook doesn't mean that they lost their promise. You just have to get back in line with, with whatever your promise is that you're standing on. Don't allow circumstances or something around you to get you rattled. Stand on the word. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, 
Believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that the Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. And Jesus, just from this verse alone, Jesus expects us to have results. The Word says that we are to have results. That if you speak, it will happen. So the Word of God expects you to have results. So why don't I expect to have results? In both verses, I want us to look that both verses recognize that both of them reference confessing your sins, praying for, and forgiving one another. So don't let um, sin, don't let unforgiveness or anything in the world get you hinder your prayers. Forgive one another. Confess your faults. When you come to God and you have something that you know is not right, it's hard to stand in faith and come to Him boldly. When there's something there that, that is just not right that you need to take care of, take time to take care of it. Ask for forgiveness. The Bible doesn't say that if we think about something that's wrong that we're just forgiven. He says to confess our sins. And He's faithful and just to forgive us. So if there's something that we need to take care of in our life that we know is not right or that we've done, I don't mean you went out and committed murder. You just might have talked ugly to somebody today. And I don't mean in cursing either. I just mean you might have been rude to them and not walked in love. We need to ask for forgiveness. And if you will speak out what you actually did wrong, you're less likely to do it the next time. When you just say, okay, God, forgive me for that today, versus, Lord, please forgive me for being ugly, rude, and hateful to that person today. That just don't feel good. You know? That's the difference. So if you speak out what you did, it makes a difference in the way you feel about it and the way you think about it next time. You're not as quick to do it. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 states that we are to come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. But this privilege is because Jesus paid the penalty for us. Amen? If we regard sin lightly, then we regard what Jesus did and what the price that he paid, we regard that lightly. Sin is not a light thing. If it was, then what Jesus did is a light thing, and it was not a light thing. What Jesus did was a great price that he paid. And so sin is a big deal. And I don't want the, the burial, the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus to not be a big deal in my life because it was a big deal. So that means sin is a big deal if I allow it in my life. If I continue to let sin stay in my life, it is a big deal. John chapter 15 and verse 4. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. In verse 7 and 8, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Abiding in the vine. You know, last week we talked some about being in the presence of the Father, about being in that secret place and spending time with Him, abiding in Him. And as we do that, 
that the word is just going to, it's going to become real in us. It's going to become life in us. It is life, but we're going to have a greater and a deeper revelation of what it is, and our faith will grow, and we'll be able to stand strong, and we'll not be rattled by what Satan tries to throw at us. We want our, we want our prayers to be effective. Do you? Amen. Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. For the time that we are allotted here on this earth, we don't have time to let the cares of the world choke out the word. If, if the cares of this world can choke out the word, let me tell you, the word can choke out the cares. So whatever you're meditating on, whatever you're spending time in, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're filling your ears and your eyes with, that is what's going to take control in your life. That's what's going to be greater in your life. So let the world, I mean, let the word choke out the cares that are trying to hinder you. Don't let the cares choke out the word. Be good fruit. We want good fruit. We want good fruit in our prayers. We want effective prayers. We want our prayers to bear fruit. Amen? Just need to make sure you are still awake. Without revelation, this is a, I would like to say this was my saying, but I stole it from somebody else. Without revelation, we will slump back as mere men waiting on a mighty man of God to pray us into victory. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to always be looking for somebody else. Pray for me. Pray for me. There's nothing wrong with that. We all need to pray for one another, and we all need help at certain times. But we need to be able to stand on the Word of God and and get our own victories. We need to be able to stand for other people around us not waiting for someone else, not waiting for Pastor Mark and Pastor Ashley to get our breakthrough for us. We need to be able to get our own breakthroughs. We need to be able to stand in our own victories through Christ. 1 Timothy in chapter 2, verse 1, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. You know, most of us have our circle of family and friends that we pray for over and over. That's what we do. We, 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 sadly, we make a limit there. We just kind of draw a circle, and, and um, unless there's times that the Holy Spirit kind of ventures us out a little bit. We allow him to um, get past our little limit and we might pray for somebody else. But for the most part, we have our little circle that we pray for. But if you'll notice in this verse, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for who? For all men. For all men. For all men. That doesn't just mean me and my family. That means for all men. And in um, the end of, in verse 4, 
in verse 3, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. You know, so many times we zero in on the center of those verses. We zero in on uh, three and um, two and three about praying for those who are in authority. But the heart of the Father is much greater than a, a, a national um, desire to see things changed. The heart of the Father is to see all men come to the knowledge of Him and to be saved. That's the heart of the Father. And if we want to pray this prayer the way it's put in here, then we need to get a greater heart, a bigger heart of what God sees and what God wants. It's not just so that we can have a great country. It's not just so that we can um, live a peaceable life. But those things affect what that people will be able to receive from the Word of God, that people will be able to see and have revelation. When darkness begins to, to take over, then people are, their eyes are darkened and they're not able to see the revelation of who God is and they're not be able to break through to be able to be saved. But when we pray for those who are in authority and we're able to live a quiet and peaceable life the way the Word tells us to, then it is the, the light is driving back the darkness and men will be able to see and will be able to get saved. So this prayer here is much greater than I've always zeroed in on. Because the heart of the Father is for all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of Him. Much greater. And to pray this prayer, we're going to have to grow in the love of the Father. And to grow in, in, who, um, in what He wants done and what He wants accomplished. In verse, um, verse 2, it says, For kings and for all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Why? Who will have, or why? Why? To give peace so that all men, all men will be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. So if we're not careful, we'll just remain focused on just our little circle when the whole time God's saying, all men, all men, get out of your little circle. Pray for all men. Abiding in the vine is going to open up our eyes to see what the Father wants and is going to help attain the heart of the Father. Abiding, I know, you know, it seems like I say that all the time, last week, this week, but that's where our heart's going to change. That's where our eyes are going to be open. As we spend time, not on Sunday and Wednesday, but during the week, as we spend time in the Word, and we spend time with the Father, speaking to the Father, asking the Holy Spirit to speak to me. When you come in a service, it is up to you to draw on the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You draw on the Holy Spirit. He will speak to you, but you open up your heart to receive. And you want to, our pastor does a great job. He spends time in the Word. It's obvious. He has a heart to see us grow. He wants to, to do what the Father wants him to do. He wants the plan for this church and this, this, um, this city. But if you want to see an even greater glory of God in this place, you begin to desire it. You begin to spend time in prayer. You begin to draw on the anointing that's in him. There is an anointing on him to pastor this church. You come in here drawing on that anointing and see what happens. It will make a difference. It'll make a difference in the people around you. 
you'll open up, uh, there, there'll be somebody coming in off the street. And what you're going to do is open up for the anointing to be able to set them free. The anointing that's there, and you're going to um, get better revelation and more knowledge of what God wants in your life. You know, a lot of times in prayer, our agenda is to make things change in how they affect us. I mean, that's just natural. We want, we want things to change because of how it affects me. You know, I, you might want it a certain way, and I might want it a different way because it affects me in this way. So a lot of times our prayers are centered, centered around how it affects us, but yet, like I said, the Father's heart is so much bigger than that, so much bigger. Proverbs 29 and verse 12. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when a wicked man rules, the people groan. How many of you know that not all men that are in authority are righteous? And not all righteous men make the right decision. So just because we might have somebody righteous in authority doesn't mean that they're going to make the right decision. We've seen that. And I'm not just talking about our nation. When we are to pray for people in authority, this goes beyond our nation. This goes beyond our city. This goes beyond our state. This goes all over all over the world because what happens there also affects us. Our heart, our vision has got to get bigger. You want God to bless you? Then we need to be open to, to pray and do His will, to see His heart, to see people come to, to salvation and to the knowledge of Him. One way to pray for those in authority would be to ask for wisdom. Proverbs 4 and verse 5, Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Proverbs verse, uh, chapter 7 and verse 4. Say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman. The NIV says, Say to wisdom, You are my sister, and to insight, You are my relative. Call out wisdom. It doesn't matter if you're not in authority. You are in authority at your home, at work. There's places that you are in authority. All of us have some, some point of authority. We need wisdom to be able to maneuver through this life. We need wisdom and understanding to know how to walk godly lives out. We need the heart of God. Spending time with Him, abiding in the vine is going to give us that heart. And spending time in this word is going to give us wisdom and understanding. He says to call it out. Call out to wisdom. Wisdom, come. I need you. Wisdom, I need you. Godly wisdom and understanding, I need you. The Bible says to call out wisdom. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and to insight, you are my relative. I don't know about you, but I, I want wise relatives. That's you. That's you. The Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit in you can give you wisdom on everyday um, 
questions that you have, everyday decisions, wisdom, and not just wisdom, but understanding on how to uh, walk walk it out. So we're to ask for wisdom for ourselves, but we can also ask it for those who are in authority. So for those where the the Bible says to pray for those who are in authority. So ask for wisdom. Ask God to give them wisdom. Call it out to them that they have wisdom, that they're influenced by the Holy Spirit. We have authority on this earth. Remind you, we have authority on this earth. So call it out. Call it out. You know, when um, it's not our, our nation's leaders who are going to be held responsible for things that aren't going right. It's going to be the church. It's the church that's responsible. We are responsible for what goes on in this earth. Now, I know you can't control everything, but there is a lot more that we can take by prayer than we realize. There is a lot more. And we, I'm not going to say that. The NIV says, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. It's great to have leaders who will make godly decisions, but we shouldn't expect those in authority to make all decisions without us, the church, taking our place spiritually. They need godly wisdom, and it's our place to call that in. It's our place to pray that in. It's our place in authority to make a difference in this nation, in in, uh, the surrounding countries. It is our responsibility, the church. I mean, I mean, I would I like to say I can't believe they're doing all these dumb things. Well, what am I doing about it? What am I doing about it? Making things like that? Saying things like that? Boy, that does a lot, doesn't it? That helps a lot. That really makes me want to stand up and pray after I say that, doesn't it? In First um, Timothy chapter two, it says that we've been commissioned. You know, quit pointing our fingers to somebody else and take the responsibility that we actually have been given. We'll never get to a place in the kingdom of God that we can't get more knowledge and insight. There's always going to be more. There's always more love. There's always more wisdom. There's always more understanding. There's always more knowledge. There's always more peace that we could walk in. There's always more. If you ever get to a place that you think you got it all, you might better start over. So are you taking your place in prayer? John chapter 12 and verse 42 says, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. You know, you can believe in something but not confess. And that's what they did. It says they believed, but they did not confess because they were more worried about men than God. I don't want to be in that place. I don't want to be the one who believes but doesn't make a difference, that doesn't speak out. And when I say speak out, I'm not talking about bashing government or bashing someone else I'm talking about speaking out the word of God and standing up for what's right and what's true knowledge alone will not change anything we must activate 
James chapter 2 and verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? And verse 26 says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So we can come in here tonight and we can get all excited about the difference that we can make and the changes that we can make in the world around us. And we learn that we have authority and we walk out of here and we don't activate, act on it. What have we accomplished? You've actually hardened your hearts, what you've done. When you hear the word of God and you don't act on it, you actually harden your heart. So do our prayers and actions line up with what the Word and the Holy Spirit is speaking to us? We are ambassadors. Let's take our place. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Whose might? His might. It's not ours. It's His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly, quietly, no, boldly, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. It doesn't matter if you're a timid, shy person. Get with Jerry and she'll help you. No, get with the Word of God. Spend time with the Holy Ghost. Spend time in the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit and a boldness will rise up in you. doesn't mean that you got to talk to everybody you see. But when something is there, when there's an unction there for you to speak out or to pray out about something, you're going to boldly do it. And it's going to come with authority. And it's going to make a difference in somebody's life. And lives will be changed and things will be changed. We have heard it more than once that 2021 is the year of the local church. We've heard our pastor talk about the local church. Are we being the local church? Are we standing up? It's time to wake up. It's time to sound the alarm. It's time to quit hitting the snooze button. Get rid of the snooze button. Get rid of the snooze button. Wake up, church. Wake up. And for you that are tired on Wednesday night, wake up. Hey, I know the feeling. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith, and by the way, no, I didn't see anybody sleeping. I was just doing that. So no, I didn't, I'm not calling anybody out. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks of you, making mention of you in my prayers, 
this is a prayer that we need to be to speaking to be speaking over us and in our family every day. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. And that's what we've got to remember. It is his mighty power. It's not me. It's not you. It is his mighty power. Um, I know Dr. Hagen said that at one time, I mean, he had uh, preached for years and ministered for years, but he began to take this scripture and just speak it over himself every day, every day. And I don't remember exactly how long a period of time it was, but over several months said that he looked at his wife and said, I don't know what in the world I've been preaching. But all of a sudden, he'd just gotten a new revelation. Said, "I don't know what, how I even taught," because his eyes began to be open to the Word of God, and he began to see a difference. I don't want just a little glimpse of what the Word says. I don't want just a little bit of understanding. I want more. I want us to have more. I want us to desire more. I want more. I want more revelation of, and understanding of how I can walk and and love and and care for other people. How I can pray for all men. And when the Holy Spirit wakes you up at night and just come, somebody comes to your mind, just it doesn't mean you have to spend 45 minutes praying for them. Just lift them up before the Father. Even, even to the point of, Lord, I don't know what's going on in their life, but they came to my mind, they came to my heart, and I'm lifting them up to you. I know that you'll send um, the resources that they need. Um, if you need to send uh, someone to minister to them, I just pray that out that you would send, if I'm supposed to be the one, send me, Lord. But it, it doesn't take but just a minute. It doesn't take very long at all unless the Holy Spirit leading you to do more. But just don't ignore those prompts. Act on them, and they'll become more, and they'll become more frequent, and you'll, you'll begin to see things change. Um, as Jesus was coming close to his crucifixion, in John chapter 12, verse 27, he made this statement. And I had never seen this before. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. I've read that who knows how many times, but had never really seen it for the fact that, did Jesus want to do this? Absolutely not. But he said, what am I going to say? Father, take this from me. Deliver me from this. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Jesus knew in his heart what the Father's plan was. And instead of asking for deliverance, he accepted it and walked it out. If we know the plan in our lives, and as, as God begins to reveal the plans in our lives, don't be careful that you're not pushing away the plan of God because it's not comfortable or it doesn't seem right. Not everything is just going to be great. You're going to come up against resistance. You're going to come, you're, God's going to send you into places that you don't necessarily want to go. People you don't really want to be around. I mean, there's, there's people in all of our lives that we had just as soon not run into them anywhere. I'd rather just not even walk by you. Do I have to even look or speak to you? I'm sorry. 
And if y'all say different, well, maybe you got more love of God in you than I do. I don't know. But we all have somebody that just rubs us wrong. Pray for them. It's amazing what can change in your heart when you begin to pray for somebody that bugs you. And normally it's not them that changes, it's you. You have a greater love. And it doesn't mean that you got to go eat with them three times a week. Just spend time in prayer for them. That's a lot easier anyway, right? Just as Jesus did, I encourage you to accept the plan that God has for you so that you can be in this hour just as he said he was. He has come to this place for this very hour. We are in this place for this very hour. Don't put it aside. Don't push it away, but accept it and take it on. Walk it out. You believe we will? Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithvaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.